0: Welcome to SME Radio. On this episode of Mid-Market Matters, I'm joined by the co-founders of a new business called polytour based in the United States, but really interesting model focusing on data science for mid-market companies. I'm joined by both Kyle and Jared. Uh, Jared's the CEO, Kyle's the COO, and we'll ask them exactly what they do that's different. Uh, but they both founded this company, and uh, firstly, hi guys, welcome, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having us, glad to be
0: here. So um, Polychure, tell me a little bit about Polychure. What is it and why do mid-market businesses need to know about it?
2: Sure, Polychure is a data infrastructure platform for mid-markets. What that means is, uh, you know, the full nine yards of measuring your business is uh, essentially data infrastructure. We're taking some of the same tools that top-end companies uh, like Facebook, like Google, uh, providing the same platform for uh, the mid-market. So visibility into um, accounting, into CRMs, ERPs, um, and then just measuring different, uh, maybe the performance of different initiatives uh, that are taken within the business. Okay. So interesting sort of model. I mean, the world today is just about
0: data is everywhere. I mean, we've, we in my business, we use a CRM, we've obviously got an accounting system, we've got all sorts of other platforms that we use. And the amount of data that's created out of all that is just amazing. And often I say to my team, which bit of data are we looking at? You know, there's numbers everywhere. There's stats. There's, you know, you mentioned Google and Facebook, all the ads data, website traffic data. It just becomes overwhelming unless there's not a way to actually sort it, refine it, and look at what you really need to know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that's, you know, one of the big reasons why we built the Polyterra is because the mid-market is really underserved. Uh, by, you know, the current data solutions. Um, They're all sort of catered towards the Fortune, you know, 500 companies. Um, So we built something that basically uh, is usable by your average IT person. You can take Polyter, you can integrate all your data from your various systems, then you can assign someone who has, let's say, intermediate Excel knowledge to the project, They can go in and build real-time data pipelines that integrate all the data from your various applications. Uh, In some instances, you can put them through our automated machine learning to make predictions. And then you can take those insights and you can put them onto dashboards that you can share within your various departments. So your uh, sales manager could, let's say, get an optimized view of what uh, sales are most likely to convert. your operations department can get a forecast of inventory planning, um, and you know uh, for HR even, right? You can look at your uh, previous hires and you can optimize uh, based on historical data. So you know what's what's interesting is that the applications are sort of endless, um, and if you look, there's a great study that was done by the Center for Mid Markets out of uh, Ohio State. And it's got some some great statistics. It says, first of all, that if you uh, use analytics throughout your business, then you, on average, companies that use uh, advanced analytics grow seventy five percent faster than their peers. And then, secondly, they say that if you use data analytics throughout every facet of your business, then the benefits compound. Right. So a lot of people will have, let's say, some that level. Holds- of ana- Sorry.
0: That's awesome. I mean, they're big numbers. Grow
1: seventy five percent
0: faster. That's not that's not uh, minor. That's a massive number.
1: No, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of these Fortune five hundred companies are are sort of dominating, and the reason why is because they have these entire analytics teams. But think of how expensive it is to field an, a, a data team. You have to hire data engineers, data scientists, and the salaries for those are just astronomical these days. And so, you know, again, polytour is meant to sort of fill that role. You take someone. Uh, who's got the initiative and you assign them to this project and then they can build an entire data infrastructure, you know, really in a manner of, of a couple of days. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the power of Polyter, and that's why we created this project and, and this company. Yeah, I do want to add here. Um, in some
2: cases, having a separate person, so a data scientist or a data engineer on the project is actually less effective than uh, the domain knowledge expertise um, which which could be the business owner. It's it's just less effective to try to communicate some of these, yeah. uh, you know, data ideas to another person. Um, so in some cases, Politure actually does better.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So, guys, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get here? Why, why Polyture and, you know, what sort of experience have you had previously? You're both fairly young, so tell me a bit about your background.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I studied computer science at UC Berkeley uh, where I did research at the RISE lab so RiseLab is a, it's a, a data research center. Um, if you're familiar with Databricks or AnyScale, there are two other companies um, that are out of RiseLab. Um, so at RiseLab, doing a lot of data science research, really um, dealing with accessibility in data science, it just naturally led to this problem, especially at the mid-market level for whatever reason. Um, just a huge gap,
1: I think, in data science competency or accessibility here. And my background, Craig, is that I uh, previously was the VP of Marketing and Sales for a mid-market equipment manufacturer. Um, that was a company that was grown from the ground up and I was there for the entire process. Uh, so from, you know, essentially zero in revenue all the way up to, uh, you know, where we ended up being. And, uh, you know, through that whole process, it uh, through the growth process, you just start to see how important it is. because you get an ERP system like we said before and you know you're doing your inventory in you're doing your inventory out um, but then it's siloed away in a lot of instances from the CRM system and then it's that's siloed away from you know your accounting a lot a lot of companies uh, run quickbooks desktop right up until they need like a more powerful SAP or ERP and um, and so you know the need to integrate all those systems and have that communication be be streamlined and in real time is just absolute and the advantage it gives you is is also just incredible and again that points more towards the the second quote from that study right which was um as you use analytics not just in one portion of your business but throughout it then uh, the benefits compound so you might get uh you know let's say 2x uh, if you use analytics in your crm but you'll get 8x if you use analytics in your crm and in your ERP, and you yeah, tie yeah. them together, and and so that's one of the uh, things that we are offering. Essentially, is a data analytics tool for every single siloed uh, piece of software in your organization.
0: Okay, so let's get into the guts and talk about you know exactly what this data infrastructure, data analytics that you're talking about is. Often, the you know what you're trying to do is bring this into the mid market. It's quite common in large fortune thousand companies etc the large businesses but in mid-market businesses as you said it's often fragmented we've got excel over here we've got quickbooks or myob or reckon or you know zero whatever it might be but they don't talk to each other very well just give us a bit of a you know what is data infrastructure at the core and how are you seeing people use it
2: uh so in a single sentence um data infrastructure is like the central nervous system for a business Uh, more concretely it's four technical features That's data warehouse, data flow, AutoML, and uh, dashboarding. So data warehouse is connecting into the various data sources of your business. That could be your uh, accounting in QuickBooks or an ERP system. Uh, Once the data is brought in, then it's analyzed through the data flow, uh, which is a visual editor for your data pipeline. Um, And then we have AutoML, which is uh, machine learning for uh, predictive or model building. And then finally, the dashboarding or reporting, uh, which is for uh, consumption um, in an easily uh, viewable uh, manner.
0: So what you're talking about really is getting all that data. You use the phrase, you know, it's like a nervous system for your business. I mean, there's a lot of inputs coming in, sorting them out, storing them somewhere, Putting them into a meaningful form which is your dashboard and that could be a weekly sales report or a financial report whatever it might be but it basically comes out in a format that's easy to read and useful for the person that needs that information to make a business decision
1: exactly and you know in addition to this there's external data too and polyter supports the ability to import that so we have a customer for example that is a aerospace company they manufacture uh, parts and, sub- and uh, assemblies for aerospace and defense, and one of the applications that they have is pulling uh, flight hour information. And the advantage of that is they can take the flight hours uh, and sort of the compression and decompression cycles of the aircraft, and then they can calculate from that um, you know, what uh, fleets are going to need replacement parts because that's also the same metric that a lot of the uh, components are replaced by. So if you average out the uh, flight hours and the compression and decompression cycles of the individual airframe, you can actually successfully forecast um, your procurement needs, uh, your manufacturing needs, and you can even make an accurate sales forecast. And that's using external data um, from uh, FAA and public systems
0: yeah but it's a great example of i mean that must represent in pure simple dollar cost savings a lot of money you know we're talking about managing your management of spare parts you know the whole thing so that you've got some significant improvements in business performance just based on having the right data
1: exactly and a lot of mid markets aren't even aware of the public data that's out there i mean you know if if you are a company that's in alternative energy you can look at public wind data um, you know, you can look at solar exposure, again, if you're into, let's say, uh, solar energy. Um, you know, if you're in real estate, you can look at uh, predicted, uh, uh, you know, future real estate values based on, uh, you know, weather events that are predicted to happen due to global warming. There's so many different ways that you can use public data to uh, improve, you know, the future um uh, insights that your business can have and to, to really, you know, give you a, a solid dollar return. It's really
0: interesting just to think about some of those uses. Um, wh- where do you think, now you've given us some really good examples of existing clients and how they're using it and what it sort of does. What does the future look like? Where Where is this going to go? I mean, obviously, we we everybody knows that, you know, every year there's a new phone that comes out. I mean, the phone today has got more power than the laptop I had 10 years ago. You know, it, it's just Constant improvement. Where's this going to end up? Do you reckon?
2: Yeah. Um, so that's that's a great question. First of all, um, we're actually running up against a wall in terms of compute power on the data centers. So it's everything is really migrating towards parallel distributed processing, um, which is big data systems. Um, that I think is a trend that's going to continue for a while, especially with um, you know shortages in uh, in silicon. Uh, and just, you know, the end of Moore's Law. Uh, we're actually, we really are running up against a wall. So, uh, Polycher is is built to be big data native. Uh, that means, you know, there is no upper limit on a data limit. Uh, you know, bringing in external flight data or using sensor data, uh, both of those touch into the big data territory, and both are highly relevant to mid-markets.
1: Yeah, and, and Craig, again, to, to sort of uh, more directly answer your question, the, the future of data in mid-markets is really just accessibility. Um, you know, with tools like what we're creating, uh, you have the ability to pull in this data and execute on it. And that's the most important thing, right? You can have a dashboard all you want um, for, for different data points, but if it doesn't inspire action, then, then it's not worth anything. Um, and so that's going to be really the change is, you know, let's say using sentiment analysis to look at uh, user reviews of your product and then determine whether your customers have a positive or a negative sentiment on average. That can give you a concrete metric to essentially improve on. You could say, oh, well, you know, for this product, we have this sentiment, which is relatively negative, but for this product line, we have a positive sentiment. So how can we improve the sentiment on the reviews of this other product? Um, just really getting into sort of the minutiae, of improving these processes that otherwise would have been uh, invisible or just relying on intuition.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So I'm really interested to find out more about what you're doing with with existing clients. I think some of these case studies are just fascinating to think about the improvements businesses could make just by using your sort of platform to have the right data in the right place. Um, have you got other client examples? Who else is using your – I mean, you obviously got some confidentiality issues, but anything you're happy to share with us around clients and what they're doing?
1: Yeah, sure. So we have uh, another interesting client, um, and I can't go into the exact specifics of it. Sure. What I can say is that they are taking uh, sensors and they are feeding the data through our system uh, through a very uh, – very cool pipeline that's been designed in the in the dataflow editor, and uh, it then uses the automated machine learning to predict um, uh, basically failure states of uh, pieces of equipment, and based on that, uh, they are able to essentially forecast when uh, failures are going to happen. And then they are able to act in advance of that to save themselves from the potential ramifications of this particular piece of equipment and what happens when it fails.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, there again, you know, great example of how people are using data. And that would again, cost savings, you know, business efficiency, productivity, you name it. Yeah. And then
1: okay. another, another uh, great example uh, is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so another great example is within the world of, of private equity. Um, So, there's an existing client who is a mid-market private equity firm and one of the things that they wanted in particular was a dashboard of the working capital metrics of every portfolio company. And not only is that a benefit to them as the private equity uh, firm in that they can see a real-time insight into the financial metrics of of their entire portfolio, but they can share these dashboards with the owners of these uh, portfolio companies and so these owners can get a a look and sort of be in sync with the private equity investors and then they can act uh, again in real time off of these uh, data points and so these are data points that you would see uh, so like a daily view of the working capital metrics and then a monthly view and then a yearly view. And uh, in some instances, if you hook into something like QuickBooks, you can go all the way back into the history of the company. And so those insights are just tremendously valuable. And we've seen great enthusiasm for for that particular use case.
0: Yeah, wow. Pretty cool stuff going on. You guys must be pretty busy. There's a fair bit happening in your world, which is good.
1: You know, that's that's the, the life of uh, rapidly growing a, a company in Silicon Valley is is it never stops, but it's always an adventure and it's always good fun. Yeah, fantastic. So just to, uh, before we
0: wrap up, I'm going to ask you to give me uh, your one big tip for mid-market business owners to be more successful.
2: Yeah, I would say try to measure as much of your business as possible. You know, even small things like new initiatives, uh, try to measure the the result from that and try to quantify it. Uh, wherever possible, um, A-B testing is also great. Uh, what that is, is uh, running two different trials, um, you know of a particular uh, initiative, and then uh, comparing the results from the two. So it's it's essentially applying data science um, to your business wherever possible. Um, this really comes back to that research that was done at Ohio State University. You know, having a good uh, you know understanding of your business, being able to measure things. It comes back.
1: Uh, how do I put this? It's an investment that pays dividends. Yeah, and also Craig, I'll say that, you know, another, another great tip is don't wait, get started now. Uh, these tools have seemed inaccessible in the past, but they're really becoming democratized, especially for the mid market. And they just have such a potential to impact your business that the best time to start is right now.
0: Perfect. Great tip. Um, guys, thanks for joining us. It's been really interesting and I'll look forward to finding out more. If people want to know more about Politure. Um, Your website
1: is just polytua.com and they can contact you guys through LinkedIn, right? Yeah, they can go through LinkedIn, go to the website uh, or even visit the YouTube channel where they can see demos of the uh, product in action. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, good idea. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one. Thank you, Craig. Great to speak with you. Yeah, thanks, Craig.
0: Thanks for listening to Mid-Market Matters. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative for your business. To find out more, go to midmarketmatters.com.au. And to download other episodes, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.